hello and welcome to episode 25 of the podcast for this season with myself, Glyn Price, and I'm joined as usual by Ollie. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, Glyn. I'm good. I'm feeling better today after yesterday. Yeah, we, I think, like most town fans, you were a bit hit up after the Charlton result, weren't you? I think uh, most town fans leaving the stadium are a bit annoyed. But um, yeah, it's been a, an interesting week, really, I suppose, Ollie, with, with, a, with sort of three main things. We've had a, a check trade loss, which we're not going to discuss too much this week, but we'll, we'll have a chat about that in a minute. Um, obviously, losing to Charlton, which was a bit of a shambles, and then Dave Edwards and the transfers. So yeah, a bit, fair bit to cover this week, Ollie. But um, yeah, I suppose the one thing we're not going to labour on too much this season, uh, well, this week, is is the Czech trade game, Ollie, which I didn't watch and, and you watched and I follow. So I suppose in, in terms of looking at things this week, what, what were your observations really of that game before we move on from it? Yeah, I'd say in terms of um, it was encouraging in the sense that Shooter Town did okay against a first team Port, Port Vale side. Um, Rowlands looked like a really tidy player. Yep. Issa looked a bit, for me, a little bit more, a bit tougher and a little bit more physical and a bit mm. stronger. Still wiry and thin and, you know, himself, but he looked like he'd, he looks a bit stronger. Um, and Sears looked was good, and he took his header really well. So, obviously, didn't get the result we want. Um, nope. Kennedy made a massive hash, um, <laughs> and Baker scored a goal. Pope, um, obviously, is his kind of experience and his his nous kind of um, got the goal. But and the penalties were pretty awful, some really poor ones. Um, mm. So yeah, so you know, a bit of a mixed bag. But I think let's take the positives. Sears got another game in the Shrewsbury shirt. Um, Rollins looks like a good player. Yeah, I mean. It's good to see the youth players getting a game and a bit of experience. That tends to always happen in the Czech trade, doesn't it? And good to see that they can match, you know, some experienced League Two players and and give them a game, which is which is encouraging. But you know, we're out we're out of it now, aren't we? And it's it's not really didn't really come that game at the right time because obviously Ricketts was saying before it he's going to play a strong team and take it seriously. And we're only you know four three games away from Wembley again then. And then team selection was very much the, the usual Czech trade, if if not weaker than usual games. And um, didn't didn't make me feel like he would obviously been too too annoyed to get knocked out of it. Ollie, I don't know if you feel that same way um i guess there's there's the saying you want to progress and get there and yeah. you know maybe thinking that, that maybe he was surprised by what port vale put out um, i'm not sure um obviously port vale wanted to get a win and try and get some boost their morale that didn't quite happen um they had to win on penalties but anyhow we're out of it and i think the less yeah. games are better at this point um for us in this season and you know when we got relegated from the conference you know the fa cup was a bit of an unwelcome distraction in some yeah. ways yeah um you know another cup out of the way um, and a bit more time on training ground might be a good thing. Might be, and I don't have to, uh, you know, my boycott won't make me have to make difficult decisions about going to Wembley again this season, Ollie, and I don't think we'll be going there in the playoffs, so that, that ends our Wembley interest for the season, doesn't it? Um, so there we go, but yeah, it was worth just covering it, Ollie, and as I say, it was youth that was really the encouraging thing, and it'll be interesting to see if they come through into the team at any point now in the next year or so under under Ricketts, so... That's that really. I suppose let's let's get into the meat of it really, which was a very interesting match and, and series of developments this week in terms of transfers and, and the Charlton game. So we'll move on to that now. Salford, then to Beckles, now up here, he's got round wisely, gets across the rounds, filmed away by Neil, shot comes in, so Shrewsbury um, nil, Charlton three. Um, the worst um, result of the season, particularly at home. And there was um, just under six thousand in attendance, and um, five hundred or so um, from from Charlton. Is that right? Yeah. Maybe yeah, a bit yeah. more. I can't remember. Yeah, five hundred something. They scored um, one in the first half, two in the second half. Um, pretty convincing win for Charlton. Quite yep. frustrating for Shrewsbury, and there's a lot for us to get through. Um, <laughs> a stat that I kind of pulled up and kind of came, we came aware of on the last pod as we were recording live. We have we have not scored an, a goal in open play since the fifteenth of December. Considering we've gone through Christmas, it is, that is absolutely shocking. Yep. In recent weeks, our clean sheets have been, you know, given us an edge, um, and we've obviously had some battling performances. But you know, this could have been eight nil um, on Saturday. Yep. Um, he certainly could have been five or six, and and I think you know Grant is probably still having nightmares about the chances he missed. Grant for Charlton, um, so plenty of us to talk through. But yeah, you've got a few other stats, haven't you, Glenn? Yeah, it's interesting that when you said about open plays, we didn't really look like scoring from open play either in the whole game. We'll talk about the chances we had, but none of them were really that good, to be honest with you, other than maybe Laurent. But um, yeah, worst home defeat since October 2017, when we also lost 3-0 to Sheffield United. Um, before that, the worst defeat, other than a 3-0 uh, loss, was when we lost 5-1 to Wigan um, in, in April 2016. So it's quite rare for us to, to get shelled at home, really. We, we've got a good record at the New Meadow, even this season, when we've not been good away from home. Um, you know, home losses have, have not been too disastrous, really. But yeah, it was so comprehensive. It did feel like a real, you know, step backwards in terms of our home form, didn't it? So yeah, worst home defeat since October 2017. Not great. Um, also, a striker now hasn't scored a goal since the 22nd of December, which is six games. Um, so obviously, Fay 
in Holloway, um, the shop and Angle have not managed to bag one since then. And that was at the very end of that little run where Faye, would, Faye was doing okay. So definitely some discussion on the strikers we need to have, Ollie. And also, you mentioned the attendance, Ollie, but 5,995. We, we talked about whether Dave Edwards would maybe, you know, bump that attendance up a little bit. Everyone would be encouraged to see him come back and, you know, maybe we'd see a little bit more. But yeah, no no Dave Edwards bounce in the crowd, really, which was a bit disappointing, I thought. Not surprising, though. And I think <laughs> signing a player um, is going to change, um, change fans' opinion. Probably. Um, we, we are... If we if we were having some kind of illusions of grandeur um, and thinking we weren't in a relegation battle, we are definitely in a relegation yep. battle, and attendances are reflecting that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So when it came to the team, we're going to come to the transfers later on, and uh, obviously we had one major transfer in, didn't we? Which didn't didn't make the starting lineup and was on the bench. But yeah, do you want to run through who did start and and any of the yeah, changes? normal team, wasn't it? A normal um, a normal um, formation and team that we've been playing in the last few weeks. Arnold in goal, Bolton, Sadler, Warhol, Haynes, Grant, Norburn, Doherty, Lauren um, playing as number 10 with um, with Holloway and Faye up front. So there had been a few concerns of injuries and illnesses, but we're back to that normal normal starting lineup. Um, the big yep. change really was obviously um, Edwards made the bench. Yep. And, and there was a young... young yeah, a young, <laughs> a young up-and-coming goalkeeper on the bench. <laughs> Yeah, I did come in and say that to you. I said there's going to be a young, up-and-coming, fresh-faced goalkeeper on the bench. Yeah, Danny Coyne re-registered for, I think, is the third time he's had to do this now when we've when we've uh, needed an emergency goalkeeper. But, you know, it's interesting that Joel Coleman left on, what was it, the Tuesday, I think, or something like that. And, and obviously, from what I'm led to believe in the post-match interview, we were given a bit of short notice about it. But, yeah, not great planning by the fact that we hadn't really got anyone we could sort of go and get. And I wouldn't. I, I think it's a bit harsh to play in the club well, on this particular Yeah, maybe, one. maybe, maybe. But, um, yeah, it's just not a great situation to find ourselves in. And this, you don't want to do situation. something stupid, do you? Like, sign someone on loan um, or get a quick sign. And when you've got Danny Coyne, and the, the, you know, if some managers have not even had a goalkeeper on the bench um, in recent no, years. So, no. A bit unfortunate, but I think Danny Coyne would have done a decent enough job for if um, if Arnold had gone off injured. Yeah, we'd have, it would have been interesting to see Danny have another go, really, wouldn't it? I was kind of kind of at three 0 I was kind of hoping we might get get to see him play just just for the fun of it because that would have been about as entertaining as it got in the second half. But um, yeah, at least at least it gave us uh, an option on the bench. But, it's, but we're gonna have to do the same thing at Stoke as well, apparently. So quite quite yeah. knows what happened in there. But yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I want us to bring a keeper in that's going to push, um, which is going to push Arnold really rather than someone there to sit on the bench. So. We've got some discussion in the transfers about potential goalkeeping options, but um, yeah. we'll, we'll come to that later on as well, Ollie. But um, yeah, we're going to have to, before we talk about exciting transfer news, talk about this game, which was appalling, frankly. Ollie. Yeah, it's funny. We were planning, weren't we, of kind of focusing on transfers first. We were. Yep. we're going to mix it up and do it differently. But there were so many talking points in this game. I think it would have been, un- it would have been, um, it wouldn't have been wise to to do transfers first. So. Um, let's dodge. We just delve into the detail, England. Oh, do we have to? Yeah, yes, yeah. Let's, let's get on with it. So, actually, the game started positively from a Salah perspective. Um, I thought we had some nice passes, um, decent, you know, some decent passing and movement. And you know, I thought we started the game fairly, the game quite brightly. Um, it seemed to kind of we kind of seemed to fall out of that flow um, when Norburn decided to pass the ball to the ref. <laughs> yeah. And Charlton had a counter attack, which a lot of time fans started um, criticising the ref for that, but. I don't know who 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 do you put the the blame for that for that that instant at? Bit of both because he was only about two three yards away from him, so he must have seen him Norburn. But also the ref's positioning was not great. You know, a good ref would have been a little bit out of the play a little bit and watching it from further behind. So bit of bit of fault with everyone. But Bolton moaned about it a lot, and I just thought you've got to get on with the game, really. You know, and yeah. focus on that mistake. But um, I think I kind of agree with you about the start. To me, it felt a bit little bit like both teams definitely were looking to play their best football on the counter attack. Yeah, there's so a lot of almost jabbing, wasn't there? Yes, like from yeah. using a boxing analogy, very, a lot of jabbing. Very true. Yeah, but kind of like box to box um kind of testing each other out. Yeah, and so they obviously to me, even at that point, they looked a little bit more dangerous than us because they quite clearly got way better strikers than us, to be honest with you. And um you, you never felt like we were that close to opening us up. But it was right after that little moment with, with um Norburn, they I think there was that counter attack where they just ripped us to shreds with pace. Um and Waterfall and Sadder looked a little bit ropey. They got in down the left hand side a little bit and suddenly we just as a defensive unit, particularly the, the two centre-backs, they just were worried by the pace that they suddenly Disintegrated. Saw. And it just pushed us back. Mentality became very negative, very defensive. And frankly, that, that after that first five minutes, that was as good as it got, really. It was it was just progressively worse and worse and worse as the game went on. And um, we were just quite, completely frightened quite. by them. Yeah. I'd say there was one thing that did happen in between us and then us, kind of the end. I thought the first half overall were okay. Uh, we weren't too bad. Um, there was still a lot of errors, but I don't think we were too bad overall. 
Um, and then we had our best chance of the whole game. Um, really nice bit of build-up play from midfield. And Faye gets the ball out wide. Obviously, this is the advantage sometimes of having two strikers. Obviously, one can go wide. He yep. crosses to Holloway. Does a really nice header down to Laurent, um, who who was unlucky not to score. Um, got the ball on target and keeper made good save. And, you know, that's just kind of our luck at the moment. You know, if we'd scored at that point, the game could have been so, so different. And we didn't. Um, and we got spanked, but um, you know that 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 game, if that goal had gone in, that would have changed. I think the whole dynamic of the game, and you never know, it might even been like a Barnsley result where we scored we scored against a good team really early. Yep, I agree with you. I mean, I'm in a very unforgiving mood. I'll say that tonight. Yeah, I'm being positive as I can for, for the moment because <laughs> I know what's coming. I know, and even then, with that chance, you know, it was the best move we made in the whole game, in all honesty, and and it one one of only very few little moment moments like that, and. Um, but it came to Lauren, and, and to me, it's a hugely presentable chance. And it's another chance that we've just hit straight at the keeper. You know, where's that little bit, that last bit of composure, that last good little finish? This is why we're not scoring many goals, Ollie, because we just don't have players that have that little extra 5% that they know, right, there's the keeper, the ball's coming to me, or I can just dink it in, left, right, up, down. The one place I'm not going to hit it is straight at the goalkeeper. And Laurent has got a bit of a habit of doing that. Whether I it think be you've been incredibly harsh, Glenn. I don't. It was, he had it, had a millisecond to respond. Yeah. And I thought he did really well to get the ball on. To ball on. Watch, go mm. back and watch it again. I'll, I'll challenge you to watch it again. Fair I think, enough, I think, I, think, I, think you're meant, I think your overall frustration, I think, has been a bit harsh there. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, you know, he's another player that I just, across the whole game, just didn't impress me the whole night, the whole 90 minutes, to be honest. But, um, I agree with that. But yeah, I think you've been yeah. a bit harsh on this one moment. Maybe, maybe. But I, just, it, I, think, I think you're right in saying that's really that's our luck I guess you can say it's luck but I, I'm just starting to get to the point this season where I think we miss so many presentable chances like that when we don't create that many of them in the first place we can't afford to miss the two or three yeah. that we do create no, so I agree with that. it's it's frustrating isn't it but um, yeah, yeah it was unlucky and you're right it could have been a different game I agree with that yeah and, but then it just went from bad to worse then <laughs> um, Town got caught upfield um, really pushing up fullbacks midfielders everyone up really high yeah. um, and then they just put a ball over the top and Taylor went through, running through um, luckily, um, they kind of they fluffed the lines, and Waterfall came round, turned round, and started shouting and telling them to think. And I think you got you got to agree with him at that point. It was quite a bit naive to time to push that forward, um, mm. and we nearly got caught out there. But obviously, you know, we have got the defense central defenders that we have. You know, we can't change that in the middle of the game. We can't change that, but we can start to change that now. But in the middle of the game, you know, the players need to be aware of that, and that's a bit silly, wasn't it? It was, and we don't possess that much pace at all in the back line, whether it's the two centre-backs or even Bolton, who I don't think is the quickest. I mean, Haynes is probably the fastest of all four. Yeah, of Haynes players, is pretty, pretty, pretty sharpish. But he's, you know, he's going to be difficult for him to come across and cover in those situations with the ball straight through the middle. And it wasn't just the pace I thought they struggled with. With um, I think it's Lyle Taylor is the one striker. Isn't it? I can't yeah, remember the other guy's Lyle name. Taylor, yeah. um, but the, the other guy that was up with him as well, it Brent. wasn't just their, their pace, it was their physicality. That yeah, really they were really me. strong. and yeah, yeah, I thought Taylor was younger. Maybe it was those, those blonde locks that he's got. But he's actually 28, and yeah, he he did a good job of, um, I could almost say, bullying um, Sadler throughout the game. Oh, he clearly picked on Sadler um, to kind of stand on, um, and him and Carl and Grant, who's a good who's a good youngster. Yeah, they thought they those two um, were a real threat um, throughout throughout the throughout the game. And yeah, he's got a good rate that Grant. He's he, boy, he could have actually doubled his total season in this game, but he's got 13 <laughs> goals um, from oh, 26 wow. games this season four assists so he's having a good season but yeah Charlton know what they're doing don't they um and yep. yeah they 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 played really well and they got the ball forward light years ahead of us and it, it's so frustrating when you think where we were six months ago seven months ago you know going toe-to-toe with this team putting them in their place you know gritty hard-working play, good players where we were compared to where we are now it's just this frightening change isn't yeah. it but I think again I want to bring that up at the end but uh yeah I the centre-backs one is interesting, Ollie, because I noticed about you know, 10, 15 minutes into the game when Waterfall was quite clearly getting battered by one of them, that Ricketts is out there and telling them to swap which one they mark. So you don't know if you noticed, but the two centre-backs switched around a little bit at one point just to try and make it a bit better. But in all honesty, Sadler and Waterfall didn't do well against either of them and it, it wouldn't have mattered which of them they were marking. They, they both struggled, to be honest with you. Yeah, and the next kind of the next action point was summed that up. Um, basically, a long ball forward. Sadler fails to win it. Yep. Grant was quicker to the bounce ahead of Waterfall, and he runs onto goal. And Arnold save, and it was it was Grant's first run in at Arnold. Um, him and Arnold um, must have said something to each other after the game because they got <laughs> to know each other quite well. Um, and a good save from Arnold again. And first then, of many. Yeah, and then and then yeah. So this was about around 20 minutes or so in the game, then they win a corner, um, flicked on, Waterfall heads onto the post, he's trying to clear, like, can't create on too much for this point, <laughs> but it's still just a bit of a shambles from a defending point of view overall, yeah. and Taylor just is quicker than Arnold to the ball, 
and one nil, and they're up there, they're they're off and running. And it's been coming, and you know, even even twenty minutes into the game, you'd start to see them. You know, I thought at one point it looks like they could probably pick us apart at will, and they they did a lot in the game, to be honest with you. But it it, it was just you know building up, building up, and we we just were getting worse and worse as, as yeah. it went on, even into twenty minutes. And once we went one nil down, really that didn't help the morale or the or the spirit or the or the fight or, or what we needed to get back in the game. It just kind of confirmed where we were at, and it, and it just felt like a little bit of a of a, of a huge backward step then in in terms of the way we played the game. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling to remember. Um... Kind of like where the, the moment was. Um, the the end of the kind of the first half. Yeah, we, we it didn't seem like a bad half. Um, obviously, that good long range effort from Haynes, which was parried by the goalkeeper. But I think it's fair to say that um, while Town got worse in the first, well, second half. Sorry, there was several things in the first half, and I know you were getting a bit off, off, frustrated with the yeah, offsides. Yeah. Oh God, this, this, I mean, this was symptomatic of the way that we're playing at the moment, and and the, and the. And... They're just basic errors that we've really started to make at the moment. I mean, Faye was offside 20 seconds into the game. You know, the, the first time we got the ball, we played it back. First attack, offside straight away. So that sets a tone, you know, not great to see. But it was five, off five times in the, offside in five times in the whole game, which doesn't seem like a lot. But, you know, Holloway was offside a few times. He you was know, offside. I'm sure Holloway was offside from a free kick. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. It was just a lot of wasted chances offside. So basics on offsides at the moment are becoming a massive problem. Now, one of the things that seemed to annoy people, and it happened in the first half, and it happened in the second half as well, which just made it worse, was short. We had a corner, two corners, one in the first half, one in the second half, and we tried to take it short, and and we rolled it out. I think Haynes then played it back to the, to the corner taker, and he was, it was just offside. Haynes paid it to Doherty, <sighs> and it. Haynes was then offside. So first half that was pretty annoying, and and then to do it again in the second half, it's exactly the same situation. It was unforgivable. People were losing their mind around me at that, and again, just simple things. You know, Charlton, just Charlton. It's so easy for them to just you know take away what is quite a dangerous situation for us. You know, waterfall and the saddle are dangerous in corners. We're, we're normally scoring a few goals, from, you know, set pieces at the moment rather it's than the only way we've ever been scoring. Exactly, and and we're just we're shooting ourselves in the foot, and then again on set pieces. Haynes the other week he had a, he had a free kick, didn't he? And he, he we were like, why is Haynes taking free kicks? Doherty's been good at them, you know. Why have we suddenly taken Doherty off free kicks? And he had a chance again on Saturday, just straight into the wall like he did last week. He obviously hasn't learned any lesson from that, and just little things like that are just beginning to get to great with some fans. I think is that we're making too many obvious basic errors at situations where we should be trying to take advantage of set pieces on the edge of the box or corners or little moments where we are attacking and, and we should be just holding our run for one second and not getting offside and so much of our play going forward is breaking down because of these basic errors and to me just all three of them kind of sim- symptomatic of why we were so poor really yeah and I think there was also um, there was time where um, Norburn like kicked the ball out of play um, when he was you know he didn't even look he just quite many, oh, sorry he kicked the ball across the yeah, across the pitch didn't yeah. even look just hit it and there was no one there. Um, there was loads and loads of like bad passes and bad Stakes. plays that just went yeah. out of play. It was, um, yeah, very, very um, frustrating. And I think people kind of left the half a little bit frustrated. Um, and yeah, wonderful, obviously, losing um, at this point. We were 1-0 down. But it was starting to build that the town fans and the players um, were not performing at a, at a very high level. And how did you feel at half-time, Glenn? I felt like... Like it's funny you said, oh, I didn't think the first half was too bad. I think I'm again. I viewed it a little bit more negatively than you did. I went down to talk to my dad at half time, and he was like, oh, we had a couple of good moves there, and wasn't too bad. And I was saying to my dad, I think we've been outplayed there, and I don't think we played very well at all. And my oh, dad we've was been like, outplayed. Hey, you're being, you're being negative. Yeah, 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 but but I think that you know the second half proved to be more of that. And I, you know, I still don't think it was a good performance in the first half. I think it was, if anything, it was at least approaching average. But as the, as the half won, that last ten to fifteen minutes of that first half really, really concerned me because. We say like yeah, you know, we had we talked about the chances in the game, but we haven't really talked about Charlton. They did create a lot of good-ish chances on the edge of the box. They they really their finishing wasn't as good as it could have been, and, and we'll come to that again in the second half. They could easily have had a few more goals in the first half. So I was a bit like we haven't played well there, but we're still in it. It's only one nil. As, as Sam Ricketts got the ability to do something at half time here, can he you know kick them out of that malaise that started to come in at the end of the first half? Can he maybe make a tactical change? Is is it worth throwing on Dave Edwards now at one nil? And you know you were hoping there'd be some spark or some change into the second half, but whatever the plan was or whatever the tactic you know the idea was to go out in the second half it was completely not undertaken or it was undertaken and we just not got the quality which is maybe where we're starting to get to Ollie yeah I think for me it's um it all for me we started okay again we had a bolt and cross Holloway headers down but Faye couldn't get to it and people just see and then the I don't know what happened at half time but 
for me, for me, it just for me, the trigger or it's felt like the trigger or certainly the, in terms of action. Um, Norman gets the ball under no real pressure, passes it back. No look pass <laughs> to the keeper. He's, you know, you hear about no look passes and no look goals or no look throws in NFL, and it's you know it's something of beauty or something of, of pure genius. Ollie Norburn's no look passing is something of an idiot um, because he just passes the ball back to the keeper. Not even a really good pass, um, and and yeah, they're, and they're through they're through on goal again. Um, and they could, they should really, really should have scored. Grant um, was through on goal, but Arnold saves and kind of sh- um, saved his blushes. It was a shocking moment that, to be honest with you, and, and again, just symptomatic of the way we were playing. You know, literally no confidence. And it's worth talking about Norburn. You know, this guy's our record goal signing for this football club. You know, we've spent over three hundred thousand pounds in him, and he's just just not affecting games at the moment. And you know, I can't say he's the only midfielder that wasn't effective in the game because Doherty was subbed off. He was just as bad. Laurent was anonymous about the whole game. Grant kind of tried to do his normal job, but his game was littered with errors on Saturday and I, I couldn't even put him in my top three, which is rare. And and to me, the midfield issue, we've gone from saying, oh, it's our strongest position, they're, they're our best players, we should build around them. But I don't think the way we're playing with this diamond is bringing the best out of Doherty and Norburn when they're playing on the sort of two uh, middle points. I just I, I knew don't, you'd bring up the formation. No, not really about the formation, Ollie. Just about is is the is the position that Norburn and Doherty are taking up in the game really bringing the best out of those players? But Glenn, does it? It doesn't. It's irrelevant of what format, what position, or formation you're playing if you can't pass to feet well, and you kick the ball to the opposition and you kick the ball out of play. Formations, formations, and tactics is absolutely irrelevant when you can't do the basics. And True. we're talking about basics of a League One professional footballer who's on several thousand pound a week. Yep. And the, the the their performance and their levels of professionalism in terms of their performance and their delivery on Saturday was utterly appalling, utterly inept. And I've never heard a football manager use the word disappointing so often in a match day interview. Um, it was it was it was a, a pathetic performance. Uh, and I, I hope that the players have to watch that watch it back because some of them should hang their head in shame. Mm. But I, 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 you know, we're going to have to talk about tactics. As the oh game yeah, I'm not on. saying tactics isn't something we, no. I agree with. I yes. disagree with that in terms of I don't think it's I don't think it's, it's I don't like the diamond formation. Um, the only the only advantage obviously is you get Grant and you get two strikers. I like that. Apart yep. from that, I don't really like it. Um, but I don't think we should confuse tactics and player no. performance. No, it's not. I'm not trying to to give yeah, any of these I, players any 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 out for Saturday because they're not playing badly because of the formation. I agree with you there. I just yeah. I just wonder whether it's bringing the best out of some of our players. But at the end of the day, I also appreciate and it's something we talked about on Saturday, isn't it? That we've got to play this tactic because we don't have any wingers. Yeah. We've got Gilead who comes on who's starting to be more of a number ten, but we've got no other wingers. So we we ha- we're forced into playing a tactic that everybody knows we're going to play week in week out. We've got no variety. We've got no you know plan B at the moment. We we can't really do anything else and. I don't know where the players are just getting demoralised playing in this, this, and it's not really working. But I think that there's an argument as well, Ollie, to bring up when it, we come to tactics in that under John Askey and Danny Coyne, they were playing football a bit more, I think, personally. I do think we've gone more direct under Sam Ricketts. I don't know whether you think that's fair or not, but I certainly do. I think that he just likes to, to get players to just try and aim for those front two. I, I certainly feel like we're playing more direct balls from the back. And so, again, if we're going to do that, we're kind of just bypassing the midfield a lot of the time. They're still making lots of mistakes, but, you know, I'd suggest that they're not touching the ball half as much as they used to unless they're trying to get to knockdowns. And I just feel like there's a little bit of a vibe that that, that, that more direct style is also hampering the, the tactics a little bit more. I don't know. It's, it's I'm not sure on... if it's direct style. Um, I think if you think about the first half, one of the things that frustrated me the most about the first half was just ball, final, balls in the, final balls in the final third in the first half were appalling. Terrible. And I think it's almost the players try to play like you know the right way, the passing way, and I just don't think oh, after a while it didn't didn't work. Um, so then we get under pressure, the confidence drops, and then they start reverting to long balls because it's it's easier. Um, you know, it's a bit like Norburn. He was you know he could have easily have turned round and passed the ball, but rather he lumped it back to the goalkeeper. And I think mm. players are just kind of taking the the you know trying to avoid a mistake by it's lumping the it forward. And I think it's yeah, I think it's all about confidence. Um, you know, you know. Okay, look at think of Man United at the moment. It's probably a good example actually for a Premier League analysis, cross analysis. You know, you've taken, you got rid of Jose Mourinho. You've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in there. All of a sudden, the players are passing the ball out. They're doing dummies. They're doing flicks, um, and they're playing some really, really good football going forward. You know, the, the players haven't changed. All that's changed is kind of the mentality and the confidence of the players and the attitude they're in. And I think almost we've had a bit of that kind of post Jose Pay Askey bounce. 
um, in those results when um, Coiny was the manager. Yeah, and not when now Rickett it's all just kind of reverted back to type. Mm, I think that's probably true. And and you know, there's there is also going to be the argument. And I've seen a lot of people be critical about Ricketts this week. I mean, we haven't even got through the rest of the game yet. We're only at one nil, Ollie. But you know, it, it's it's worth talking about the wider points. But there are a lot of people starting to be critical about Ricketts, and I think that's fair when we come to his record. We'll yeah, come but... to maybe we'll come to that when we yes. get to ask you. When well, sorry, we'll come to um, Ricketts when we get to the, the because we've done that's some. Fine. I've looked at the number of points per game. Um, okay. But yeah, yep. there's lots of interesting, lot of debate, and it's fair to say I think the amount of debate on online has jumped up obviously this result. So mm-hmm. let's kind of get through the rest of the game at the action, then we can come on to the the kind of discussion points. Yeah, um, so two so, nil. <laughs> yeah, so basically Taylor wins the ball at getting midfield, um, puts Grant through, who shoots over one off balance. So that was another let off, and then then they scored again. So Williams gets the ball and plays the ball to Taylor, who does a really beautiful bit of skill to keep possession. Mm-hmm. Sets up his mate um, Grant, who just rockets into the back of the net. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a good goal from a from a Charlton point of view. Not a great defending though. And more more criticism for Waterfall again in this goal. I think, and, and you know, he's always seems to be involved. He always seems to be involved in the, the, the sort of defensive mishaps because you know he even made a bloody air kick at one point when a ball was rolling across the edge of the six yard box, which people were just howling at. And his overall performance level was as bad as it's been since he joined the football club. But again, there was there was a chance for him to sort of get a better clearance on it, and he just sort of half scuffed it clear didn't he and they picked up the pieces and smashed it in again Arnold can't really blame him on the goal it was a really well struck goal but again just defensively bit of a horror show and and Waterfall you know his overall performance Ollie it was a total shambles yeah and that happened again so yeah so when that Waterfall missed the ball and Taylor striked um, and he (laughs) should have scored Um, Taylor could have should have scored there and then there was that another time where Bolton had to clear the ball off the line um, after a cross from Taylor and they kept the ball for a really long time um, and at this point of the game, um, I'd note normally go on Twitter um, unless I'm really annoyed and I was tweeting like mad. Um, yeah. And yeah, at this point, everyone, it was really funny. So Ian to the left of me said that we could be losing 5 0. Phil can't hear him. He says he could be 5 0. I hear some people <laughs> near you saying it could be 5 0 as well. I should have um, been. Yeah. Everyone was saying, yeah, we could have been absolutely getting spanked at this point. I mean, I mean, this, I mean, I put in the agenda, it was like, what you know? It was it was like a sort of wasn't it wasn't like you know when you say oh they're not playing for the manager or they down tools. It was just a sort of lack of confidence I think in that they just knew that we were playing a better team and it was just like a really really unarmed. Everyone just tried to hide, didn't they? Yeah, there was no yeah. passion. There was no there's no Fight. confidence. Yeah, they just everything just kind of ebbed away from the players. And for me, this is kind of like a, a another good example of that is where basically they have a throw in. Um, the ball ends up with Lauren, who passes to I don't know who he's passing. Just almost wanted to try and get rid of the ball. It hits a red shirt, um, giving Grant um, um, and Waterfall a foot race on goal. Um, an awful effort from Grant and Arnold saves. He was already down at this point, and he managed yeah. to save it. Yeah. And then and then yeah, let's end the action off. So then Bolton gets absolutely done by Grant. Um, he was one on one with Grant and got done. Um, and then Tony Grant, our uh, uh, Anthony Grant, takes him out um, for a penalty, um, and a decent penalty from Grant to score. So a lot of Grants there, mm. but our Grant gave away a penalty, and there were three nil up. And that was the kind of the end of the game. Really, that was seventy nine minutes, and there's only real one notable thing we need to talk about after that. But it was it was a poor it was a very very poor performance, but lots of discussion points for us still to go through. <laughs> It was. On that third goal, I just want to touch on it. Again, you've got to look at the defence. I mean, Bolton gets completely sort of, you know, done, as you say, and he's out of the action. Then Waterfall starts to come over, sort of gets dragged out of centre-back position, gets most of the way there, then just sees a, a pacey player running at him and totally panics. So then starts to jockey him off a little bit more and, and just leaves himself in halfway house. So Anthony Grant's got to come steaming in to try and do something because you just can you can see the fear in Waterfall's eyes. But he's he not to give fearful. away a penalty though. Yeah, and and but yeah, so at least someone else gave it away. I suppose it's easier for Waterfall. But he was just so so panicked about anyone running at him. And so yeah, I suppose at least Grant was trying to do something. But it was a poor tackle, wasn't it? Yeah. It was definitely a penalty. And um, you know, three nil. I think you know we we say we round off the action, but I can remember at least two or three chances for Charlton after that where they could have maybe added to the three goals they had. So um, yeah, it could easily have been much worse. And you know if they what I say if they won five or six nil, they they could easy, could easily have done that. But I mean, the other thing I just talk about action, talk about the substitutions, you know. Doherty went off quite early into the game and I believe Gary McAllister was there watching him um, who's the Rangers assistant manager I can't imagine what he would have thought to that performance he was he was dire yeah. um, and there's all this stuff in the press today about how Rotherham and another pre- uh, championship Hull. team are looking at him Hull 
So, you know, I reckon we're probably likely to lose him now. And, yeah. and some people well, say, well, if we he didn't play the well. system manager Rangers and you had to go back and make him a recommendation, would you take, pull him out and get him playing in the championship? Or would you leave him at Shrewsbury? Yeah, I wouldn't want him playing anywhere near this team, would you? No. It's just, it's a negative mindset. You know, we're so so in the in the trenches here that he's not going to earn, he's not going to develop as much now playing in a relegation battle as he would have done in a team mid-table, a bit more freer where we, maybe we can be more expansive, you know. What 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 are Rangers going to learn about him playing in a relegation battle? He's a hard worker. He's a fighter. Well, I suppose they already know that. You know, if they can get him playing for for Hull or someone in the Championship with a, a slightly better quality, I, I'd do it all day of the week. So, Rotherham would be a relegation battle, probably. In the championship, but it's, but it's still yeah. at least at a higher level. If it was Hull, though, it's a different yeah. matter, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's concerning, and then Holloway also went off as well, and and I'm embarrassed for Holloway. He's still not fit, frankly, and his poor his performance. We can say about everybody, but he was just appalling the whole game again as usual. And um, I don't you know, think again, usual because Jesse's always been poor. I think that's no, I don't all. rate him. I don't rate him all. You don't and like just, you don't like target men, Glenn. We know that. No, I do like target men. I like Dwayne Darby. I like lots of big big strikers we've had over the years. I just don't think Holloway's a very good one version of them. And I, I I'm probably in the wrong. I think a lot of people do think he's half decent. We should persevere with him. But I would frankly. I'm not saying he's amazing, but I'm just I no. think you're overly harsh on him. I think you know, in terms of strikers, maintaining a team that doesn't get any service. I mean, you know, people are starting to criticise Faye now, but Faye didn't have a chance all game. But Faye, yep. you know, two weeks ago, everyone was singing his praises. You know, Faye hasn't changed. I think the problems for the Shrewsbury Town team are a lot further back than up front. I mean, what bigger, bigger uh, things to worry about than strikers? I, I, I possibly agree with you, but I, st- I still think it's massive. I still think we could re- we could rebuild the whole team. Yeah, and Holloway is still not going to score us enough goals. Or if you've got, you know, Taylor from Charlton, put him in his team. That'd be a massive upgrade. I, I'm not saying Usually. that. Exactly, but I was thinking. I think there's bigger issues in the team rather than the strikers. There's a lot of issues, Ollie. That's the bloody yeah. problem, isn't it? But um, so, uh, yeah, talking of on. issues, before we get to Edwards, how many times did Arnold's kick the ball out of play? <laughs> yeah, considering he made like ten, ten or God, what, six or seven amazing saves, his kicking was terrible again, wasn't it? And three times in a row, he kicked <laughs> it out of play. I think I tweeted something like, I'll tell you what though, the only player to have had a good game here is Arnold and then he proceeded to kick out of play his next goal, two goal kicks. I was like, well, I've jinxed that, haven't I, to be honest with you. But yeah, he, he didn't, he was he was poor with his goal kicks. I, I completely agree with you. Um, decision making as well, I think it's, I would say it's fair to say that their decision making throughout the whole game was Sunday League. Um, yes. Everything. Like, I just, I just, it's just so bizarre to have, a, a, you know, for me in terms of, you know, professionalism and just like, ineptitude it was a a really 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 poor performance it was so odd after you know a a combative performance away at Sunderland and the Stoke game it just shows that this yeah this team is very fragile um and even Edwards couldn't even Edwards coming on couldn't I couldn't cheer me up I didn't even bother standing up if I'm honest I was too miserable (laughs) at this point to stand up I was like well we're whatever I'll come to Edwards in a minute in in terms of you know saying about how the performance was poor you know I I put in the agenda you know that's the worst performance for a long time you know have we played worse this season we've seen most of the games Ollie to be honest with you take away the check straight games which I don't watch but you know I can't think that we've played that badly in any of the games I've seen this season I think it's definitely the worst performance I've seen I think Fleetwood was really poor yeah, um, but... I think there's quite a few games that have been close to it, but I would say that that I think as a half because the first half wasn't that bad. I think there's a second half that is for me is definitely I can put this say this quite fairly. I think that is definitely the worst half we've had all season by far. Well, de- it definitely is at home, one hundred percent, and it's probably the worst half we've had at home for probably a couple of years, to be honest with you. And and my question is, you know, before we, we talk about Edwards in terms of bringing him on, you know, we we are where we are now, Ollie, and and out of ten, you know, how worried are you now about relegation? Oh, like ten out of ten, we're completely in a relegation fight mm. we've been in one for a few weeks the points have just kept us out of it um you yeah. know when we when we had that good run on Danny Coyne I remember us saying that you know this is our chance now to get out of it and we yeah. never have um and we're squarely in that relegation fight um and yeah I'm I'm not sure you know there's gonna to have to be a lot of lot of changes in performances um in application um and I think in terms of the actual playing squad to get yeah. us out to get us out of this and to not go down Hmm. And in terms of Edwards coming on, it was it was funny. I think he had like three touches basically. His first touch, he, he flicked a header on in midfield. Second touch, he went to play a pass to Bolton, played it massively behind, behind him, straight out of play, which summed up or general play across the game. And then his third touch, he ran across near post, which was good. Nice to see him. He got a, got a flick on a ball, which sort of was going on target, and then defended out for a corner. And then he got injured in his groin. So you know, just to, just to I told put the you cherry on groin, didn't I? Yeah, you did say cherry on the top of this shit cake that was Saturday. Can you imagine if he's out for six to eight weeks with a? Groin? I'll just be like, for Christ's sake, how could Saturday have been any worse, really? 
No, it was it was very very poor. Um, oh man! Yeah, for me, yeah, it was just um, like it was a funny game because obviously town fans turned up quite hopeful. There's a lot of people watching yeah. it was warm up, um, and then it went from hopeful to angry to despair to just pure um, sadness as Charlton fans sank. Can we play you every week? Um, oh, yeah. yeah, there's going to be a, I think a few frank words um, in between now and the Stoke game, which is yeah, Stoke getting Nathan Jones probably the best manager who was outside the championship. Going to a well-resourced Stoke team, they're gonna. I it could be embarrassing on Tuesday night. Well, the good thing is that his first game in charge, they lost three-one, and they were at shit, at shit again. Apparently, so there's that to look forward to. But I think just to, to run some 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 of this bit of this game up, I I thought when I got home I'll do a bit of a match rating, and I went Arnold seven, Haynes seven, Waterfall two, Sadler five, Bolton five, Norburn four, Doherty four, Grant five, Holloway four, Fay four. And do you know what the general response from Town fans was to that? You're way too generous. Like so. Sadler five, <laughs> come off. Sadler was atrocious. Yeah, he was atrocious. He was atrocious. Well, so Norburn a, a three, like four. Sorry, how is he a yeah. four? He no, was he's worse than that. Um, yeah, so I, yeah. I was being too nice Saturday night. There you go. I've changed my mind now. And and just in general, you know, you talk about those players. You know, you know, we talked about Arnold and Haynes are the only two to come out with any credit. In fact, that's, it's probably just worth doing the top three now, Ali, because you've got something to say about that, haven't you? Yeah, I well, I said on on Saturday that I'm not doing a top three. <laughs> um, but watching the game back and having to calm it down a little bit, I've got to give Arnold number one. Yep, yep. But I'm not doing a two or three because they just no one deserves it. I think I've had to say anyone would maybe say Haynes. Um, I thought he did all right. Um, but for yeah. me, for me, I mean, I you know, I think all the outfield field players should be shaded themselves, um, including guns. Edwards when he came on. Um, he was really poor. Uh, I'm not sure he's fit enough. I think it's a bit embarrassing actually that he came on. Gilead as well. Yeah. So yeah. So Arnold. Arnold is the only one for me. Yeah, I had a similar point of view. I just went for Arnold first place, and I gave it Haynes second, and there was no third place. There genuinely wasn't. So I think Haynes was was okay, um, and he's starting to win me around a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, uh, that was it. That was my top two as well. But. Um, yeah, just on the players, and we've mentioned Arnold, we've talked about Haynes, I think he had a reasonable game, we've talked about how bad Waterfall was, you've mentioned how bad Sadler was, I thought Bolton was atrocious, and we have mentioned pretty much all of these, Grant was underappreciated, but yeah, Holloway, we mentioned Faye, I suppose we haven't talked about Faye, he's just he's just not getting involved enough, is he, at the moment, Ollie, No, but he's not going to, he's, he's, he's no. a poacher, he's a finisher... Um, he's he's not a, he's not a, a target man. He's not a number ten. He's an out and out, you know, poacher. And if you're yep. not giving him service, he's not going to have too much to do. The offside is getting a little bit frustrating. So you know, um, so you know, he he was involved in the build up play, but I think it's hard to be. It's hard to be too critical, but at the same time, you know, he needs need to offer a bit more. But yeah, I'm just hoping that um, you know, I'm hoping that it generally wasn't that Edwards. You know, they rushed it. I'm, I'm hoping it's just you know a bit of bad luck um, with the. It was just funny, isn't it? We're losing 3-0. We bring on the hero. He puts the ball out of play and he does his groin. It's just, it's not it's not, really, not the ideal really homecoming. Was, there really was no reason to bring him on either, no, was there, I, other than the fans I wanted think to it was see him. A bit I silly. Just, I, I feel... Actually, I wanted... The, I, that's one of the reasons why I didn't stand up. One, I was, I was sulking, but most of the reasons, I just like, what's the point? Mm, you wonder whether a stronger, more experienced manager might have just stuck to his guns, but who knows? You can't really be too critical, I suppose. Fans wanted to see him and you went with that, but might end up costing us more in the long run, really. But um, there we go. It's probably just worth talking about... Um, Charlton very quickly because I, I did mention briefly in, in the summary of that game in that you look at how much both clubs have moved on the last six months they've kept a reasonable core of players together and the same manager that had no they've got a right lot of new season. players got a lot yeah of new right, players. okay but you know they had a few guys I reckon there from last season we've only got what Bolton and Sadler left now so they must definitely have more than two I would imagine but um and they've obviously kept their manager as well and and you know presumably heading on the same sort of theories of what they worked on before so but they, they, they if anything they might even have taken a step forward because they look pretty good for most of that game to be honest with you for me and, and they're I taking say, a massive step forward i think they're, oh, i think yeah. they've built i think he's built a, a really really good team there and i think he's you know fair play to Bowyer. um you know he, he made a few odd decisions and said a few odd things about us in the playoffs but for me he's, he's built a team there which is well suited to league one um yeah, i think I he think should so. take quite a bit of um, quite a bit of plaudits for that and I wouldn't be surprised if Charlton are well in the hunt um, at the end of the season. And Dave Edwards wasn't the only Welsh international or ex-Welsh international making his debut in League One on Saturday because in the week they'd signed Johnny Williams, who was obviously one of the, the sort of players that went to the Euros with Dave Edwards and, and played a part in the Welsh run um, to, what is it, the quarterfinals and semifinals? I can't remember how far they got now. But 
he was class, you know, in central midfielder. He was just got the ball. He was calm. He sort of started a lot of their moves. He was really tenacious and aggressive. And you just think, you know, <laughs> I hope Dave Edwards is going to offer us as much as he did in, in the circumstance when he's fit. Because if he does, then, you know, that'll help us massively. But he, he seemed like a gem in League One, to be honest. Yeah, he's, he's a definitely good player. their best player for me. He's, he's, yeah. He shouldn't really be playing at this level. I think, obviously, Charlton must be paying him a decent whack. And also, yeah. um, lack of opportunities elsewhere. Obviously, he was at Sunderland last season. So, yeah, he was a good player. And for me, I can see him. That was a first start for him um, so I can see him getting better and better so I think Charlton could be dark horses at the end of the season yeah yeah and and yeah, you said Taylor was the best player you think I yeah I think Taylor is a good player you know it's you know I'm very envious that they've got a, a strong centre forward with an ice goal with a bit of pace um, it's, I think that's really what we need um, we definitely need quite a lot of things at the moment mm. Okay, let's, let's wrap it up then with Sam Ricketts. You know, I, listen, I listened, I got home and then listened to his interview on the radio, and he was I obviously bothered. He was very disappointed, Ollie. His tone yeah, was just as disappointed was. as the fans. And um, yeah, go on, run, run through yeah, it. Yeah, so he said the first, he could, so clearly he was very dejected uh, and he was quite cautious, or he took, it took a moment before he said his words. Mm. So what did he say? He said, first half we were good, disappointed we weren't ahead, but then to concede a set piece. He said, we were disappointed. Um, in the second half, he's disappointed as he has been since he's been here. So basically saying yeah. he was the worst that he's seen. And we lost away. Players lost our confidence and our belief. Um, it's the fragile nature of the team. We should not lose confidence <sighs> like that. Now, it's interesting. Obviously, as you know, I listen to all the interviews. And he's been talking about confidence and all these things. And for me, every time, a few times I listened, I was going, like, what's he talking about? Why is he talking about confidence? Like uh, talking about confidence in in conversation or in, in answering questions where I didn't think it really was necessary, or yeah. it seemed a bit odd, and it filmed a bit like a bit try hard, um, and maybe this is why maybe he really knew that the squad is really quite fragile, um, and yeah, for me this kind of you know if there was any sticky plasters they've all ripped off at the moment to to kind of see the squad laid bare. He then moved mm. on to Arnold. He said he had a lot more shots in the last three or four games combined. Um, he does show the level of performance for him when he's making good saves. Um, he had far too much to do. Um, he confirmed that Edwards nicked his groin. Um, and then after Sunderland and Stoke, he's disappointed, that word again. Um, and he said he'll watch the game three times and also and it will confirm to him what we're, what we're lacking. And then on the, he was asked about the Stoke game and you could see his head was not there. He said, oh no, I need to reflect on this game first. Um, so I get the sense that you know last night Ricketts was probably with there with a maybe a bottle of wine or five and um, watching this game bit. back. Um, <laughs> and I think if you know, I think it's fair to say that when he came in, you know, you don't come in and take over a team in, in a relegation fight, um, not being aware of what you're signing up to. Um, I'm no. sure there must be some kind of short-term plan, but yeah, you know, if he needed if he needed evidence to kind of go and ask the chairman for a little bit more money to you know push the bow out or you know get a loan player in or something. Um, you know, if he needed evidence, um, that the players have given him all the evidence he needed on Saturday. I don't think I don't think he rates a lot of our players, Ollie. I really don't. I think that that, that the two comments that are most interesting to me said it confirmed what I already knew, which was interesting because obviously by that proxy he's saying there's that I've seen a lot of those players today that I know I want to upgrade on at some point in time, whether that be January or the summer. And also that the other thing that is worrying is that comment about the fragile nature of the team that concerns me a lot because. Um, you know, it's his job now to turn that round, and he either has to bring in new players and build a team with a bit more confidence, or he's got to show the man management to give these players a bit more confidence. And um, you know, as an inexperienced manager, both of those are going to be pretty difficult tasks for someone that's only managing their thirtieth game and has only ever had one transfer window before. So we're asking a lot of this bloke now to turn around some of the things that he's saying there, and um, you know, he's going to live and die by what happens now. But as you say, in terms of Ricketts coming in and, and where he is at the moment, and the, the, the clog he's been getting on a bit of social media this week, I'm really said it's seen anyone saying that you know Ricketts out we're not anywhere near that are we but people have been saying I'm worried I'm concerned yeah and you know you looked at the points per game thing Ollie yeah I did concerned. so just before we get to points per game thing there was a bit of a debate wasn't there about you know about Ricketts and the team and I think he's been here long enough now where he's got to take you know you know last week we put a lot we gave the players um, a bit of a shoo-in uh, and a bit of pressure on them and I think the players are letting themselves down and the club down and the fans down yeah. But I think Ricketts has been there long enough now to kind of take quite a lot of responsibility. But at the same time, I have to say that, um, you know, um, he hasn't been given a lot of time Christmas and stuff. We had a lot of time on the training ground. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, I don't know if there are any comments on that, Glenn, I think. No, I mean, I booed them off on Saturday. And I think, you know, most fans did, to be honest with you. And I was quite within my rights to do that because the performance level was unacceptable for me as a Shrewsbury Town fan. But I, I was very clear that I booed the players off on Saturday because of the performance. You know, we could talk about tactics. We can. You said this during the podcast, but we could talk about tactics. We could talk about the plan. We could talk about managers and 
motivation and stuff. But frankly, if players cannot turn up on a Saturday to do their job in a better better way than they did on Saturday, then they don't deserve their wages for a week, frankly. So, yeah, I, I booed the players off and I'm, yeah. I'm willing to give Ricketts the end of the transfer window in another month or so just to see if he can start to show some positive signs of improvements with his, his tactic. But... I do think he's bringing a more direct style of playing and it concerns me. So we'll have to see how it goes, Ollie. It's there to be judged. So points per game. Um, I just thought it was interesting. We're not at that 10-game mark, that magic 10-game mark. But no, no. however, I just wanted to see, you know, how in terms of how well, you know, in terms of points per game, is he doing versus ASCII? So ASCII had 17 games and he got just over one point per game, 1.06. Coyne got two points per game in his in his three games in the league. Um, Much better, yeah. And then, um, then Ricketts has had seven games and he's got, he's got less than one point a game and less than point they normally get you relegated but I should add that asking his first game was even worse than Ricketts um, so yep. he got 0.57 so you know you can get to put an asterisk next to Ricketts in terms of he hasn't got his players and you know he hasn't had pre-season but you know either way looking at you know the points and the, the results under Ricketts um, are, are not very good at the moment and I'm I'm sure he'd admit that himself it's crazy really I mean yeah as you say Askey's first seven games 0.57 and obviously Ricketts is at 0.86 I mean that's not a huge difference to be honest with you and and the interesting thing about it for me is that you know I spent a bit of time looking at worst starts to a season in, in history you know and, and Askey's start after seven games was equal worst you know and you know Ricketts is much better than that I can't believe we're having to look at worst managerial starts after seven to ten games twice in one season it's it's frankly unbelievable really and if Ricketts can't find us a win in the next three he's gonna be just as bad as Askey was in his first ten games and so we'll we'll end up with the two worst starts to any managerial career in the history of the club being in one season so and you have we'll to then question get... the ability of the players <sighs> Uh, and and who we're bringing in as manager, yeah. you know, there will be some some scrutiny upon the people who are bringing in these managers as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Obviously, Askey was a shambles in terms of, you know, his results and the players. And then yeah, we're kind of coming nicely onto the transfer window, aren't we? But yeah, a lot of work yeah. needs to be done. Well, I'll, I'll sum up the game by saying it was bloody terrible. And let's move on to transfers. Two down in 16 minutes and never recovered. Dave Walton found two yards of space in a crowded penalty area, and he then proceeded to demonstrate what the pitch was really fit for. So, salad news, we're just talking about transfer news. So, there was quite a lot of outs. Um, so, um, Kennedy was released and Coleman was um, was collected by Huddersfield, so they dragged him back. <laughs> and Hendry has gone to Grimsby on a on a couple of years deal. On a, I imagine we got a nominal fee there. And obviously, um, Colquette and Zach Jules had left before. And also, who a player went out on loan to Wrexham called Brad Walker, who we signed <laughs> from Crew, And yep. he can't play for us because he's already played for enough teams this year. Amazing. That's well, that's that's exactly what we need in this January transfer window. Buy a player that we can't play. You know, I hope that's not costing us any money. Being serious, <laughs> no, it's it's a bit of a punt in fairness. Isn't yeah, it? And punt for I'd next season. Um, but yes. I hope that he's hope that's not costing us any any of our budget because we need that budget money this season to. Um, to um, yeah, bolster the squad. You hope Wrexham are paying ninety percent of his wages, and if they or are, that's fine. And crew yeah, given something. Something's. I really hope something has happened there. Yeah, but in terms of that, in general, Kennedy, who's bothered, he went. He didn't really do anything, and he always looked pretty gash. You know, some people say he played right in the Czech trade trophies, but I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure that that's true. Uh, Coleman, after he lost his place, you know, fair enough. They might as well get him back, and we'll look at a new goalkeeper. Hendry not playing. Who's bothered? Colker and Jack Jules. Anyone really bothered about that either? So we're just cutting the deadwood. But to me, if it was like we're only halfway through that job, Ollie. You know, yeah, we've got it's... yeah, because we've got Sam Jones and then Bryn Morris, who's been obviously whose name's been all over Twitter and, um, and the internet this week. Yeah, so yeah, Bryn Morris potentially is got his pick of any of the top teams in League One. So there you go. We're, we're struggling now like we are. I, t- I said a, a very silly kind of football manager analogy, but when you're playing football manager and you know you put a player on the transfer market. I don't know, and, you, and, you, and then loads of teams that your rivals want your player. It does make you go back and have a oh. look at him again. And for me, I like Bryn Morris. Yes, he didn't. He wasn't amazing last season for us. But for me, there's, it looks like there's a good player in there. Um, and the fact yeah. that Pompey and Luton and Luton have got a fantastic recruitment record. Um, mm. You know, and Pompey have built a team um, to, to be um, to be right at the top. It does question. You know, are we doing? The, are we making the right decision there? Now, people are saying we've got lots of midfielders, but. Doherty's potentially going to lose. Norburn's not really cutting the mustard. Um, you know, we've got rid of um, a couple of other players now. Like, you know, midfield, as you say, you know, midfield, is is it really as strong as we thought it was? No, it's not. And it doesn't matter because Brim Morris is gone. Kenny Jacket was talking about yeah, him signing exactly. on Monday morning. So that's it. Anyone wants Brim Morris back and given a chance, it ain't going to happen. And, I hope we've got a little bit of money for him, but I doubt we probably probably have got that much. So um, that's that's odd. And obviously, you know, in terms of in terms of of um, you know other outs, there's still the Deadwoods crop. You know, we don't need Loft. We don't no. need you know some of these other players that are hanging around. Got I'd Sam be happy Jones for us. Out on loan. 
Gunilla yeah, Issa, out on loan. Issa will probably go out on loan. You know, we've just sent out a couple of the youth players back to Telford, and I think is, is it um, uh, not Ryan Barnett? Ryan Barnett's already at Telford, but Sears has gone back to Telford as well, I think, hasn't he? So um, yeah, we've sent a few of those youth players out. So I get the feeling that we are really clear in the decks, and I I still think you'll find a a a angle goes or or someone that we're not expecting to move on moves on. You know, some some odd thing like that will happen to just really reinvigorate this squad. Um, but you know that that's it in terms of the outs. And as I say, the main in was Dave Edwards. I mean. Probably this week, it's probably not worth us talking about David too much because everything that needs to be said about Dave Edwards has been said in the paper and the radio and it's fantastic to have him back. I'm, I'm loving it. You know, I was really excited about him coming home um, and, and I think he'll be a good asset for us, whether it's this season if he, if he gets fit or, or even next season. So I, I think it's just a feel-good story, isn't it? It's something that really did boost the club, but it just does feel like what happened on Saturday and the way that he got into the end of the game has really kind of left a bit of a sour taste on it. But still, lot, lots to be positive about on that one. Yeah, a lot of pots on Ed Edwards. So a couple of things watching this, this kind of long interview where you know all planned out you know as, as he hoped and he says he's still got something to offer it feels like he's coming home um he's only 15 minutes in the training ground to him so that was quite quite funny for him um yep. you know he could have got he said his dream is to get us in the championship and on championship he did have a few offers to um to, to stay in the championship he said you know um he's also talking about his fitness and stuff and he's saying his numbers um at um a reading were in you know in the top quartile and you know there were you know something to be he was quite proud of yep um you know in terms of he needs to fight and get a place and he's he knows that ricketts is not going to automatically give him one he has to fight just like any other player and his relationship <laughs> will slay and change slightly if they keep playing like they did on a Saturday, it's not going to be hard for no, them to win a place, not, is, is it? it? No, especially <laughs> and then if Doherty gets called. So then, yeah, coaching, you said never say never, but at the moment he's really focusing on on players um, and playing. So, yeah, a few nice little comments, and it was a nice story, obviously, him coming back. Um, and, yeah, he, he, and then Lewis Cox asked a brilliant question. He said, uh, you know, what's it like as a player coming into a team when you know all the names of the players? And he started laughing a bit. He said, yeah, it's really strange to know all their names. Um, and he said, you know, on day one, he's really excited. And a lot of some of the players have been giving him some jip um, about, um, you know, being the local boy and, you know, a few cheeky comments here and there. But, um, yeah, he said it only really came, a, came about about a week or so before he joined. Um, yeah. He had been talking to Sam Ricketts, but he talks to him all the time. Um, and then the only final comment is that he said that his bank manager won't be that happy with his decision. <laughs> but, um, but he is... Well, I bet he won't because apparently, you know, there's a new soft play area opened up in Shrewsbury as well, Ollie. So he's got competition on the pitch and he's got competition for little rascals, his business as well. So he's probably come back to Shrewsbury to make sure he, you know, dominates the soft play area <laughs> as well. So there we go. We'll have to see how that develops. But um, yeah, I, I just say it's, it's great to have him back. And I, I pray he's not badly injured because it would be so disappointing. Oh, and, it'd be um, absolutely gutting. Everyone needs to do, you know, like when Rain Rooney did his metatarsal before that World yeah. Cup one time and the sun had that, you know, touch this for pray, pray for Rain Rooney thing. I just, town fans can send all positive vibes toward Dave. Edwards this week it'd be really helpful and interesting enough Ollie I ended my night after the town game on Saturday outside Dave Edwards house waiting for a lift and um, Glenn you need I to thought, stop I thought... th- oh, it's, taken, it's taken us like nearly 100 episodes for you to admit that you stalk footballers <laughs> I thought it's probably not appropriate when I'm half cut at half past midnight to go and knock on his door and ask him how his groin's feeling. So I just got a lift home in the end. But um, having said that, I went to that Chinese in Ponsbury. Highly recommended, mate. Zenas, I think it's called. Oh, it's bloody lovely, Ollie. If you ever back a shoes and want a nice bit of food in the evening, go there. I, I'm not, I pretty wish they were paying us, paying us money for these sort of adverts when I do them. But there we go. Highly recommended. Um, cool. So that's Dave Edwards. Um, last bit of news, really, on transfers is breaking sort of tonight and, and early, well, this morning-ish and has led into this afternoon is... You know, we've obviously talked about the goalkeeper issue, and there's, there's, a, there's a name floating around that is familiar to us, Ollie. Reese Charles Cook, a goalkeeper who was on trial in preseason at the same time as Steve Arnold. Obviously, we decided that Arnold would be the better backup option to Coleman, which was what the plan was at the start of the season, and he wasn't taken on. And now, I went to Bristol City and Telford, where I know he definitely played in both those games. Um, and you can go back and listen to some of the podcasts at the start of the season in preseason, like episodes one and two, where I gave my comments on him. He was god awful, Ollie. You know, he's worse than Arnold in those two games, and it didn't look like the sort of player we should ever be touching with a barge pole. Um, however, he was in the crowd on Saturday, and from everything the Shropshire Star and the press have leading us to believe, he's going to sign tomorrow morning. And and again, this this seems a very odd way forward in terms of goalkeepers. It, to me, it means Arnold's our first choice goalkeeper, in all honesty, and this guy might be coming in as a backup, and if he wins a place. They're much of a muchness, you know. We're not really improving the goalkeeper situation. In it's only, it was a very so, small sample size you saw, but yeah, yeah possibly, you... possibly. But you know, he's been sat on loan by Coventry this season. He's got nowhere near getting in their team, so he's obviously not a great League One player. Let's be honest about it. He's not someone coming in with League One experience. He's not. Again, I, I hate to say it, Ollie, but it seems bargain bin recruitment. To be honest with you, I'm going to be that harsh. But about then it. we said that under Hurst, didn't we? And Rodman and people like that. So. Give players the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, I think what you're trying to say is you're not over, uh, um, you're not overly amateur. Yeah, no, 
No, doesn't doesn't seem like a. And as I say, Arnold didn't look very good in preseason, and he has turned it around. So you're right, there is the possibility that it's a small sample size, but you know, it's not a signing that will be met by many as an exciting signing, is it? Let's be honest. Yep. Cool. So one one other then there was a, a staff change. There was, yeah. I, I think I've talked about Rob Chakravarti, who's our new sort of. I think he's like a co club doctor from what I could make out, but um, he's the England club doctor as well. So he works. He went away to the European Championships and worked with England, and you saw him on the bench every game during the European Championships and all the, all the national. Nations, Nations League games and he's someone I've known since I was a kid 16 he used to play football with him and um, I think I mentioned on the podcast he got me and Rory tickets to the England-Nigeria game pre-European pre, pre, World, uh, pre Championships he's a bloody lovely bloke honestly a really nice guy anyway but he's joined he lives in shoes we all live in shoes Brian has joined on as part of our um, as a, part of our sort of fitness and well not fitness part of our sort of medical team so I think that's good I, I did send him a text today saying you might need to look at the fitness and, <laughs> and see if you can get him a bit fitter but um, yeah it's, it's good to see we're sort of recruiting and, and still trying to get good people you know this is someone that the England team trusts to do a job so I think it's fantastic we've managed to, to bring someone in with that experience so let's give the club a bit of credit on that one yep cool cool so yeah that was it really for um, for Salah news um it was yeah for, for transfers and people coming out of the club there was one last thing that we're, we're going to do a bit more on next week so one of the things that came out after the game was that the supporters parliament working with the well the the community team are taking on the power league the whole thing the pitches the bar um and and the supporters parliament are involved in some of the bits and pieces with the bar in terms of naming it and seeing how it works so i thought it would be a good idea to get mike davis to come over and talk us through what what's going on really because i know he's had a bit of bit of to do with it through the supporters parliament um but yeah a positive way forward I suppose for the club to take on that and it'll be something that's maintained they're going to keep all the football bookings you can still play football there on Tuesday nights yeah so you know if it's run successfully it could be another revenue stream for the club exactly yes exactly so we'll do a bit more on that next week and I think I'll get Mike round to my house in the week Ollie and do a little chat on that so that's it really I suppose it's just on predictions Um, you went for us to lose 2-1 so you get a point Ollie so I head by 11 instead of 12 now Um, this is this 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 has a similar kind of um, tactics for me just when I when I won um, a couple of seasons ago (laughs) well actually last season did alright but the season before I started catching up because I just started just to lose all the time exactly yeah it might be back in that mode there but um, this week we've got two games haven't we which we'll just briefly discuss obviously we'll predict the Blackpool game which is going to be a tough one but um, FA Cup Stoke replay I mean I'm not expecting anything to, but to lose. I'm going to go Ollie, but I'm, I'm not going full of confidence. I'm not going. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not travelling. I'm, I'm not going to London this week, so I'm going to enjoy not travelling at all. I'm just focus a bit on gym and running. I think, and yeah, I did think about it, but I thought M5, M6 on a Tuesday night. I thought, no, nah, I'll, I'll pass that. I'll let you, I know you're going as well to cover the podcast, so you yeah, can share that. And I'll listen to the game. I'll listen to the wonderful Shropshire Radio. Um, and listen to that there. And then, obviously, on Saturday, we've got Blackpool away, which I was thinking of going before the game on Saturday, and now I'm really, I'm, I'm not sure. No. <laughs> Funnily enough, my dad was saying something similar today when I went round to their house to talk to him about it. And, you know, I'm going to take my daughter and my son to Blackpool for a day out in the morning and then watch the game and come home in the afternoon. That'll be that'll be good fun. So I'm going to be there as well. But I was trying to convince my dad to come home and he was like, no bloody chance. He was mortified about yesterday's performance. So I suspect a lot of town fans might get put off the uh, the travelling at the moment. But, yeah, I mean... It was one of those games where you just came back and, as I said before last season, I've got a really good friend of mine who's a Charlton fan um, and I was texting him and he, he said, you know, he almost felt sorry for me when I was explaining him to how poor we were. Um, yeah. He told me to have a few ales, which I did, but um, <laughs> he was just so poor. You can't really, ex- I mean, you can't really, um, you can't really, you can't overstate how poor it was. You know, it wasn't just poor in terms of, it was just so professional, professional players. It's just not the standard you expect and, you know, Blackpool, you know, they're, they're um, you know, they are doing OK-ish. They're ninth in the league. So it's not, not going to be an easy game, that. They beat one of the teams at the top of the league this week as well, didn't they? I think it was 3-1 or 3-2. I can't remember now, but they, they definitely had a good yeah, result. Yeah, they beat, they beat well. for away 1-0. Yeah, um, exactly. They lost 3-0 to Arsenal in the FA Cup. Um, they lost 1-0 to Sunderland and they drew 0-0 against Wickham. They're, that's their last few games. Interesting, yeah. But I mean... I say I'm not feeling I'm feeling as negative about this season as I have done for a while since you know those bad days under Asky I'm, I'm feeling two losses this weekend and some real shit it in the fan next next week Ollie and I can't see anything but losing to Stoke in the replay unless they take it really really easy and rest everybody which they might because they're still struggling in the league that's our only chance there but I feel like going to Blackpool with our away form and how we played on Saturday we've got hardly any chance there either so I am expecting two losses this week Ollie so for predictions for Blackpool I'm going to go for us to lose 2-0 okay um, I'm going to go for us to lose 1-0. Okay, fair enough. There we go. And you've just got one thanks finally at the end yeah, of this podcast. Yeah, well, one bit of new news and one thanks. So um, the new news is, and you don't know this either, Glyn, we're now on Spotify. Right. Are we? Yeah. Oh, 
So Spotify used to be a bit more kind of, as I say, selective <laughs> uh, oh, right, in terms okay. of who you have to be like, you know, a super huge podcast. But now they've opened it up. Um, they let anyone on there now. So we're on Spotify. So <laughs> They let any old crap on there now, Ollie, will they? Yeah, exactly. So if you've got a Spotify <laughs> account, if you search Saladcast, you can follow us and you can that's get good. your podcast straight to, um, to to Spotify. So that's yeah, another way to get a hold of us. And then the cover photo for this week um, was, was um, Jane Bebb took an amazing photograph of Edwards coming on. Um, and yeah. we use that as a cover photo and, and Jane was really kind to allow us to use that photo so thanks to Jane and yeah we really appreciate that yeah cheers for that and I suppose that's it really I think we'll leave it there it's been a been a chastening week other than the transfer of Dave Edwards and I, 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 is it going to get worse before it gets better Ollie I kind of think it is so um, yeah we go into a new week with a little bit of trepidation obviously you know we follow him home and away I'm going to be at both games and I go there wanting to see us win but yeah nervous yeah, about I, I might go to so. Blackpool I'll see how much schoolwork Becky's going to be doing um, I'll buy some candy floss if you come Ollie yeah I'm, I'm tempted I am tempted I just love, <laughs> you know me I, I love going to the football and exactly. Um, yeah exactly I love watching Shrewsbury Town but right this moment now um, the idea of just staying at home with a cup of tea and watching the next start of Saturday with Sky Sport, oh, sorry, with um, BBC Shropshire on is is a bit, sounds more appealing, but who knows, who knows. But um, who knows, yeah, thanks good. for listening, guys. Um, we really appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll get we'll get some links out to Spotify and stuff as well uh, so people can find that. But yeah, just search, search Saladcast on Spotify and you'll see us. All episodes cool. are on there as well, Glenn. So it takes the feed and it links everything through. Awesome, cool. And we shall catch you all next Sunday. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Oh, my God.